right here, so. Oh, we talked Whoa. about it. Cole talked it. Okay. Try to get up the yeah. Okay, Oh, we shanked it. Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, is he out of sync. Welcome to the Bogey Boys podcast. You're joined here by Mark and Kevin, and we've got a guest, Mr. Paul Kinnear. How are we, Paul? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, mate, thanks for thanks for coming. Appreciate you taking thanks the time. Thanks for your time. To you. No problem. So this is the next part of our professional route. As you know, we've done a couple of these previously. Uh, the idea is to just provide a bit of insight into what it takes to become a professional and just get get a bit of insight into Paul's career, where he, where he started, what he's done in his in his amateur days and, and where he's up to now and what his plans are for the future. That's it. Basically, this route, it just shows to people how hard it is. It's basically what we're finding out today. <laughs> Literally, that's what we're finding out, yeah. So, Paul, obviously going back to, to the beginning there, mate, so what was it that initially got you into the game of golf? Yeah, it, it was mainly my dad, to be honest. Yeah, sort of, I, I just found myself going to a KB golf course with my dad and yeah, sort of just got into it that way and, and he, he sort of taught me the way around the golf course really and I'd just go and, and whack it and go and find it and hit it again and and um, sort of just, yeah, just became a bit of a hobby for me. That was sort of where it started, like bunking on KB Golf Course on the uh, on the fifth tee and then playing a bit of a loop and getting back in the car and uh, going home, so... That's definitely the theme we're getting off these professional routes. Everyone was just scaling up <laughs> fences or jumping on or doing something to hit a few balls. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah. And what age, what age were you there, Paul? <laughs> when did you first start, mate? Um, that, I'd say that was when I was yeah, about eight or nine, around there, around there, eight, nine, ten, yeah. Yeah, so an early start. And then what? when, when did you start getting good at it and think, Do you know what, I'm going to start playing this a bit more? I just kept going uh, with my dad and, and obviously just jumping on on Kirby and um, and then he, he he thought I'll send he'll put an email together and send it to all the golf clubs. This was when I was twelve, so he sent it to all the courses along the coast. Yeah, West Lancs, SNA, Hillside, all of them. Yeah. Uh, Formby and and Formby replied after two or three weeks and said, um, "Yeah, we come along. We'll um, give you a sort of playing interview interview sort of thing." So. Um, there was an assistant pro at the time. I think his name was Dean. Um, he's he went to Hillside um, a few years later, but he sort of gave me two two lessons, two one hour lessons, and uh, and then gave me a handicap of eighteen. So um, and then I got accepted into the club, and that's yeah, I never never looked back since really. When I so I've been there from twelve to to now, where I'm twenty six. Those interviews are intense. I, I'm a member of SNA, and I don't know what yours was like for me, but it was full suit, isn't it? And I know, <laughs> especially when you're a kid as well. You, I don't know. You, I'd never wore like a, a shirt and tie or anything before, and obviously just grew up playing football. So it was like sort of this little scouser going into a into a big posh club, and yeah, sat down in in front of two like old fellas as well. Um, they were really posh and just sort of asking me questions, and it was a bit nerve wracking, but uh, look back really. Was the was the the reason for the email because obviously you didn't have a proposer and a seconder. Um, you usually need that, don't you? Well, I think because I was a junior, um, and they were they were looking for sort of up and coming players, sort of thing. So yeah, I don't know. I, my dad just thought send emails around to all the clubs and. And see who replies, and and they just replied straight away saying, "Yeah, we'll have an interview, and then we'll have 
Um, you can have two one-hour lessons with the coach and he'll, because I didn't have a handicap at the time, I just went and and sort of just played. I think I played about five or six holes with, with the pro and then I, I had like a chipping and putting lesson um, and then he just decided, oh, I'll give you, we'll give him a handicap of 18. So I didn't really know what it meant at the time. I think I was asking my dad, oh, what, what does 18 mean and, and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get out on the course and play rounds. That's it. So yeah. you started at eighteen, then. So how, how quickly did your handicap come down? Was you was you more of a natural player, or did you have to put the hard work in when you were younger to get your handicap down? To be honest, I couldn't really remember. It was just like if there was a comp on whatever on a, on a Wednesday and and then a Saturday and a Sunday, I'd just play. I'd just turn up and play, and and then I sort of got used to all the scoring and how the handicaps come down. And um, yeah, I sort of found it quite easy to to fly right the way down sort of thing to, to four or five um, without really putting any practice in. I just played. I just constantly, after school, my mum would pick me up, take me to Formby and then sort of stay there till half nine, ten o'clock, just playing holes and chipping and putting. And um, just it just seems to come easy, the sort of scoring side of it. Yeah. That's, that's very um, fortunate, isn't it? <laughs> I know, <laughs> but then but then it starts to uh, get a bit harder from there. That's it. It only starts <laughs> at five, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so you talk talk there about getting down to five, and then obviously that's decent standard single single figure handicap. Is that when you start playing in the yeah. more established competitions? Then like outside of of form, so you're not playing those Wednesday Sunday comps no more. You start um, playing a bit a bit further well, afield. Uh, I remember going to this will probably come up later, but uh, went to my school college when I was sixteen. Um, so I got down to plus three when I was 16. So sort of when I was off five, I think that might have been, yeah, when I was sort of, let's say 14, 15. So f- coming down from 18 to that in a couple of years was was obviously really good. And Yeah, hell of an effort. Plus three then going to school. Me and Kev both went to school as well. How did you find your time at school? Because see, we spoke to a couple of lads who've been to school and who's done, who've done yeah. that route. And obviously it's, yeah. it's easy, it's easy to get. Your head turned by obviously the, there's a pub on site. There's there's girls yeah. there. Do you know what I mean? There's there's all this yeah. going on. You've got your studying <laughs> as well. When all you want to do really, you go in there in in the first instance is just to play golf, isn't it? So, but we've never yeah. spoken to anybody off plus three when they went. Like the, the, yeah. we spoke to a lad who was off seven or eight, a couple of scratch golfers. But to be off plus three, obviously yeah. that's an unbelievable standard. How did you find the Maya score experience? Yeah, it was, um, to be honest, I like, well, I miss it near enough every day now. I still keep in contact with the lads who have yeah. um, spent time with there. But um, yeah, I wouldn't knock it out of like a few juniors at our place. Have, um, they've sort of finished school and don't really know what to do. And and, and I've said, just just go there because um, I think it gives you, like you're saying, a life experience as well, being away from home. So I lived in uh, Monday to Friday. Yeah. So you're not relying on your parents as much. You're making your own decisions. You're just sort of learning about life. Yeah, so I felt I knew. I think it was I played in a few junior opens before the actual first day at my school, um, which one was Birkdale, and I ended up winning the Birkdale Junior Open. And then the week after was was like the first day at my school, and one of the lads who played in it, he, he was there, sort of thing, and. He's like my best mate now. He he was the first one who came up to me in the canteen and stuff. And so like I've turned up all dead nervous and I oh, don't don't know whether it's gonna be good or whatever. Loads of stuff going on. And then got there and, and he sort of just made me feel like 
dead welcome sort of thing. He, he'd already been there for the, for a year, so he sort of come up to me and was like, "Oh, you won Birkdale Junior Open last year didn't, or last week, didn't you?" And from there, yeah, I just sort of settled in, and um, and yeah, it was great. We had um, we had a really good team sort of thing. So I, there was me there, and then there was a lad um, who was from South Africa. He, his mum and dad moved to Devon, um, and then. He sort of found my school on on the or his mum mum or dad found her on the internet and so he he come as well. He was a little bit older than us, but he was off plus two and he was a pretty good golfer. Um, and yeah, there was lo- there was loads off sort of two and three and four and and we all just sort of gelled together and dragged each other along and and if you didn't get up in the morning and didn't practice, we'd all make fun of the lads and be like, you know, you you're getting lazy, you this, you that, um, yeah. just all having a bit of banter and all that. Yeah, push each other on. Yeah. Look at that. When, when, when we went, we were making fun of the people that went the range. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, that, that was the difference with the. Uh, there was, I think, there was three classes, and and our class was like the, obviously the lower handicappers and all that, and um, and yeah, we, I don't know. It was weird. Even even if we go out, I think it was a Tuesday night. They stumble in. Yeah. We'd all you go think? out there, and we'd all we'd all be battered. But then the next morning. We're like we're setting alarms as we're walking back at like two o'clock in the morning. Oh, let's set an alarm for half six, and we're all like, obviously, a few of the lads stayed in bed and couldn't be asked getting up. But me and the South African lads would try and get up most times, and we're on the chipping green, heads banging and still spinning. But we're trying to uh, put the hours in. <laughs> well, it looks like it's paid off for you, though, mate. Because just looking at your looking at your amateur career, obviously, and we'll talk about that next. Unbelievable, unbelievable pedigree there. Obviously, England's. Well, plenty yeah. of tournament wins. So, just talk us through how your amateur career, career progressed. Then, obviously, while you're at Myersco and, and and beyond. Before you answer that, oh. my mate, right? Listen yeah. to this. I worked in American American golf, yeah, and I'm pretty All sure right. your dad came in and asked me and David, "Should you go to Myersco?" And we said, "If your golf wants to improve, definitely, definitely, do not send them to Myersco." You yeah. might have to fact check that one, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was your dad. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he'll, he'll blame you now then because he'll be like, oh, he's drinking too much. <laughs> we, we said the social side, yeah, it's amazing, but the golf don't. I'll have to ask David, I'm yeah. pretty sure it was your dad. But, uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, carry on with the, carry on. <laughs> yeah, no, obviously that, that side was always there as well. Like the, But like I said, life experience, the perfect age yeah. to do it as well when you're 17, 18 and you're learning sort of from at a young age sort of thing and then you know when I get to where I am now 24, 25 what, what sorts of mistakes I've made and what, what I've, and I've learned from them sort of thing so you can take what you want out of my school can't you I mean the, the facilities are there you can go and practice every day where I was there the putting green was floodlit all night so you could put till your heart's content there's chipping greens, there's a nine-hole golf course, there's practice facilities, there's PJ coaches on hand. But like we've always said, there's a, there's a pub, there's Preston Town Centre down the road. So the, it it just depends on what yeah. what you what you want out of it. And if yeah, you get exactly. if you, you get your head down and you graft, then obviously you can get the most out of it. Definitely. Yeah, that's it. That's that's what I think we all. Well, there was a couple of especially me and the South African lads. We we were sort of trying to get them all to um, to come out with us and practice and. Well, I, I had them lads sort of beating me in some of the skills challenges and, and it, there was never like a consistent winner all the time, even though I was off plus three. I, there was a few lads there who were hitting it better than me, who were putting better than me, chipping better than me, whatever. Um, so that sort of spurred me on. 
and then obviously they they were watching me um, like beat them and then sort of going out into the Lancashire comps and the stuff like that and winning and and I think that sort of spurred them on to to practice and get better. So yeah, we're talking about the Lancashire comps there then and obviously amateur pedigree. Um, yeah, talk us through that then. Obviously, what what you've done as an amateur, the biggest tournaments you played in, the biggest tournaments you won. Uh, obviously, we know you represented England. How was that? How did that bring your game on? Yeah, um, it all it all sort of started like I, I was playing football for for Tramia really, um, and playing playing for them, and and then I was doing the golf on the side, um, but ended up getting like I was saying, getting down to sort of scratch plus one and stuff like that, and. Um, so I didn't really know about any open comps, um, and and some of the lads who were at Formby were like, "Oh, there's this Lancashire boys um, in a few months' time or whatever." So I think I, I can't really remember, but I'm sure I just went online and obviously filled in the entry form. And um, this was when I was 15, going to the yeah Lancashire boys, and so I entered that. That was at Wilkeshire Golf Club. So, but I didn't really know that it was going to be like a big boys comp. I just sort of thought that it might be like a junior open. So it was 36 holes. I've sort of turned up and noticed all the Lancashire um, officials and coaches all with the um, jackets and badges on and stuff. And sort of thought, well, the Alice is a bit, uh, just a bit serious. <laughs> a bit yeah. serious. Yeah. Um, yeah, just went out and played. And then um, I've sort of come in and I think there was about... It must have been an hour or two times after me or something, and I've come in and um, mine was like the lowest score. I think I shot like two over, two over um, round Wilkeshire, which it was. I think it was raining, raining and a bit windy, so um, I've sort of come in and yeah, I was like the best score by two or three shots, and I was, and then my heart started like pounding in the club. I was thinking, what, <laughs> what's going on here? Am I going to win this or what? Um, so like, you can go on the balcony there, which. Um, looks out to the 18th and stuff so I was watching all the groups come in and that and no one was beating me and and then one of my mates Anthony Sterling from uh, Formby I think he was in the second to last group he come in and he I think he shot one over three over so I was still winning on count back um, so I ended up yeah and that was sort of the best score so I ended up winning that when I was 15 Honestly um, that Brilliant and, Yeah and that was sort of like even doing like the speech, and I was thinking about it today because, like, thinking back and yeah, me getting up and I don't know, I was trying to do a speech when I was 15, couldn't even talk properly and whatever. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah, so then that got me into the uh, to the boys squad then, um, which so I played, I think it was a couple of months later, I played the um, six man team, which was at Ganton, and Tommy Fleetwood was in the team as well. So it was a bit like. I sort of turned up and then I just sort of hacked it round, whatever, got it got it round, ended up winning. And then I'm in the sitting there and Tommy's there and um Jack Brooks as well. He was playing for England at the time. Um Tandro was there. Um, yeah. so that's when I first sort of met Tandro. That was that was that week. And then yeah, we ended up I think we ended up winning there as well. So not surprised with that team. I know. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah. No, we had the, a lot of good players there, but um yeah, that was sort of the first like big eye-opener to like to sort of the amateur game and, and Lancashire and stuff and because um, obviously I was still playing for Tramia then and my my mind um, was sort of set on um, playing football but as soon as I seen like the way Tommy was hitting it and the way Tandro was hitting it and stuff I was like right I want to that's what I want to be like sort of thing so Brilliant 
It's mad, that. Really good. And yeah. then, so, was so, there, was there a, when, when you say Tommy was there, how old, are you the same age as Tommy then, sort of? No, no, he was, older. I think he was 18, he was in his last year as a junior. And so. was, there a, was there a buzz about him, like, obviously because he was sponsored quite early, wasn't there, with the GL, yeah, he was, wasn't yeah. that when you went? Yeah, he had all yeah. those, uh, he used to, well, well, he's only just swapped them Nike irons, hasn't he? But he had, he had um, the Nike blade, yeah, with, with his uh, initials on it and stuff, and yeah, there was... You could you could just tell sort of the practice rounds are played and stuff and the way he hit it and uh, yeah it was just um, that sort of just made me think yeah that's I want to do that <laughs> yeah yeah it's amazing how well, he's inspired you that's great stuff mm. so from there then obviously kicking on you you establish yourself at Lancashire there what's the progression from there then to eventually playing for England yeah so I um, so from there it was sort of just thinking like football golf football golf what's it going to be sort of thing so. In the end, obviously, I ended up um, choosing the golf. And then after the Lancashire stuff, you you obviously get into the winter training days and stuff. Um, so I met like Ian Lee and Gareth Benson and um, and then they advise you then on what competitions you can play and, and what websites you go on to enter the competitions. And um, so it was, I think, I don't know whether Golf Empire is still going, but it was it was that when I was, when I was about 16 sort of thing, I was on that most days looking and trying to schedule a little plan together to, to play in them events. Um so that was all the sort of the Northern Order of Merit stuff and and then there was I got down low enough to yeah to plus two, plus three when I was sixteen. So I started playing like the McGregor trophy and yeah. um and then Caris trophy and all the England events then. But yeah, so just sort of had like a little steady progression. I'd obviously won the Lancashire Boys and then I won the couple of junior opens and um, Birkdale and I think it was a hill, hillside or West Lanks, one of them. And then then I started entering the Northern Order of Merits. And um, I think the first big one I won was the Birkdale Gobbler. Yeah, probably the biggest um, one, biggest one too, isn't it? Biggest one, yeah, yeah. Because I think that was the same year that I won the Junior Open. So I won the Junior Open and then a couple of months later ended up winning the, the Gobbler as well in the same year. It seems like you've went from being a kid, only just playing golf to be enough plus three, like the blink of an eye. There, like it's it, in terms of golf and time. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. obviously it must be naturally unbelievable. When you're getting dropped off, are you putting the pure grafting where there's where just going up and playing a few holes? Are you getting loads of lessons in that time? Like, or are you just good? No, well, that's what, that's what uh, like again thinking back, yeah, because because uh, everything now you're sort of looking next day, next day, and then the. The next month, what are you going to do and all that? I haven't had sort of time to look back, which this has obviously been good um, doing this sort of podcast because um, you sort of look back and, and see where you've come from sort of thing. And yeah, that that was literally it. I, I was just playing and playing and uh, playing in all competitions, obviously at Formby and, and outside of that. Not really practising, really. I, I'd, I'd go on its balls for whatever, half an hour, but then I'd, I'd get bored and want to sort of play and... Um, and yeah, just naturally my handicap come down. Uh, and I didn't have I didn't have a lesson until my first lesson was when I went to um to my school, yeah, with, with Craig Lee. So that's when I sort of started working on plus three without yeah. a lesson, man. Fucking hell. Fucking get him off the show now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that that was uh, yeah, that was only short game and put on that though. That's what got me uh Got me down to that, I think, and and yeah. playing around Formby, you sort of know, you know all the tee shots and and all that, so you can sort of 
figured it um, figured it out. So, but I, I like you say, I put the I put the effort in, I put the work in, and yeah, and sort of starting understanding golf and how to get a ball around. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's sort of all paid off there. Definitely. Speaking of knowing your way around for me, I noticed that it says here you got the course record. Yeah, 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 sixty-four. Yeah, unbelievable. Sixty-four. No, no. <laughs> when when was that? Was that probably your first round or something? Was it? That was. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, when I was off eighteen. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, sixty-four. <laughs> no, uh, I think that was. Um, I think that was two thousand thirteen. So it was the six older. The, the, it was the first. I'm 26 now, so 19 was I 18? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think it was. Um, I think the week week before I passed my driving test or something. So I was like, I was just absolutely buzzing. And then this 36 old combo for me come up and, um, yeah, I don't know. I went out and it just felt like I was on Tiger Woods every time I got on the green. I could just see a line and. And so I just stood up and hit it and it would go in and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> um, hey, I know yeah, that so. feeling, honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they don't they don't come round uh, very often then, but but no, I, it, I shot um, 64 in the morning and then 67 in the afternoon. Okay, wow. So, how, many, um, how many did you win by then? 15 I won by in the end. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Some go yeah, in that, Paul. It was a joke, but um, it's just one of them days where you, yeah, where everything sort of goes goes your way. <laughs> Unbelievable, mate! Unbelievable. I want to talk about another tournament you played in the was it the hundred and forty fourth Open Championship at St Andrews? Talk about that because that must have been uh, yeah. still an amateur at this time, yeah. I hope. Yeah, still an amateur. Yeah, yeah. And how did yeah, you get into qualifying for that? Um, yeah, so that was um, again just sort of through the England stuff. Everyone obviously. Everyone's talking, and um, um, you sort of know what events are coming up and whatever. And um, I think sort of the first year I entered that open qualifying, I um, played at a hillside, or a, I qualified at um, I think it was West Langs first, ended up getting through, and then played a hillside and um, played really well, sort of thing, and finished I think around eighth or ninth. Um, and I played with Nick Marsh, one of my mates, who. Ended up get, getting in the playoff and um, he missed the putt on, I think it was on the first, he lipped out to, to get into it. Um, oh. And then he bogeyed the second second playoff hole. Um, but that was when I sort of thought, right, if, if he can do it sort of thing, I, I've sort of got a chance. So then, yeah, the year after, entered West Lanks and um, ends up winning there. It was on a proper brutal day. Um, so windy and ended up shooting one over there to win. Um, and then went to Glasgow. I, I put down Hillside for my first choice, and second choice was uh, Glasgow Gales in Scotland. Yeah. So um, the, obviously the sheet and all that come through, and I was at Glasgow Gales, and I, I was like, oh no, um, <laughs> gonna have to gonna have to trek trek all the way up there on my own. Um, but then I ended up yeah asking asking my mate who uh, Mark Duncalf who plays at Formby. Yeah, I said, oh, do you want to um, come and caddy for me? Because he was caddying anyway, and a few of the 36 holders and stuff and and I said oh do you want to come and caddy for me so um so he he come and we just trekked up there on our own um and then yeah sort of got there and I don't know whether have you played Glasgow Gales or no I've never played no yeah no it sort of got there and it was um it was sort of first couple of practice rounds I'm hitting loads of um sort of mid iron short irons and wedges and stuff in 
um, and the greens were really soft and I was hitting it all right and I thought this sort of suits me this because it's quite short you had to sort of plod it rounds off the tee um, and then it was just all about wedge game and putting um, which I'm pretty strong at so um, I was sort of confident going in and I shot one under in the morning and then in the afternoon I was going quite well I think I was three under or two under uh, and I was three under so I was four under for the um, for the 36 holes um, with four to play and I've ended up hitting two really good tee shots on I think it was 50, 15 and 17 both in a bunker and I made bogey so I'm going up the last and, and the leaderboard was on the on the last tee and uh, everyone was sort of four or five under for, for the 36 holes and I was only two um, so I thought oh that, that's it that's my chance gone knocked it short in two on the, on the last and I'd like a 70 footer up the green, didn't really think of that, and just went up to it and whacked it, whacked it up, sort of stone dead and tapped it in. And then um, I was sort of fuming going to the car with, with Mark, and I was like, oh no, that's the chance gone and all that, let's let's get off. Um, how long's the trip back and, and all yeah. this? And he's like, you know what, let's go in and have a pint and whatever, just just sit and wait and see. He said, because you never know, sort of thing. And then, yeah, little do you know, I end up <laughs> getting in a playoff for it. So, Oh my god! Imagine you'd left. I know. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what we said when we were coming home. Like, it was like good job I was here. Because otherwise, you were jumping in the car and going. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was it. Uh, How yeah, many pints did you have? It, well, he had a pint. I, I was like, he was like, oh, you, actually, you can't have one. Is it a? Here's an orange cordial. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. we had, I don't know if you've lived, it'd be out next week, we had an interview with this uh, David Shack lady and he was saying he'd done the same thing, but he had like a few pints and then he'd come back oh, out. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then he ended up not having to do a playoff. You know what I mean? All oh, right, oh, that's good then. <laughs> I know, that, that would be a shocker, that wouldn't it? <laughs> Imagine that, yeah. After she getting on the, uh, getting on the first tee. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you, you actually, you were in a playoff then after that? Yeah, in the playoff with um, Ryan Fox and Reese Davis, who like Ryan Fox, he, he I don't know whether he's won on tour yet, but he he's done really well, hasn't he? The last yeah. couple of years. Yeah, he's yeah. he's established himself definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and then Reese Davis as well, who I always used to watch. At, um, I think he won a Celtic Manor one year, didn't he? Yeah. With that little bla- that bladed um, yes putter or whatever it is. Um, always used to watch him on the telly, and then. On the first green, he, he he's using the same putter. I'm like, what the hell? But yeah, no, ends up aging the first playoff hole, which was a uh, yeah, a bit lucky. But um, and then then that got me in it. So so how was how was your, how was your nerves for that thing? Because obviously you're playing against obviously Ryan Fox, maybe not at the time when you played them, but as yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. I, I was a bit um, sort of quietly confident. I don't know because. Because Mark was with me and it was, um, I don't think they had caddies, but Mark was with me and I, I don't know, I just felt felt all right. And um, the first hole there, you can eat, I think it was like three, 340 or something to the front. And um, that Ryan Fox is obviously a big hitter. Um, I, I've just said to Mark, oh, what do you reckon? He's just like, I just did five irons, so pulled five iron out. And, um, and then that Ryan Fox has got driver in his hand. And he's teed it up so high and just absolutely leathered this thing. And, and I was like, I tried not to watch, but it was that good that I, I just had to. Yeah. Um, and he, he sort of just pitched it front edge and it ran through the back. And then I was sort of like, oh, wow. 
And then I think I was last to go. So seeing Reese Davis sort of like thin a six iron down there, so that sort of calmed me down a little bit then. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I just hit it, hit it down and then got to the ball and had 100 yards on the, on the dot. And um, through all the England training and all that, that's all we worked on, so it was 100 yards and in. And that 100 yards was playing about 90 yards, which is just a full 58 for me. So just hit a full 58 and it just come out perfect and... Went sort of stone dead, and then them two parred it, and I Off just tapped Saint in. Andrews. <laughs> tapped in and went see later. Off to St. Andrews, yeah, so good. Hey, fuck, hey, well, fucking hell, I was bigger, you had some five iron that, if you only had 90 yards in from 340. <laughs> I know, well, it was, it was running, the fairways were bouncing a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see if he should have just went for it with that sort of distance. I know. You probably only need, probably yeah. only need the three iron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 180 carry and just ran out in another 80 yards. <laughs> <laughs> we like them, we like them. So at talk, obviously you're in the open now then, so what was your prep like for that? Because I imagine, I know you played in a lot of big tournaments up to that point, yeah. but that's obviously the biggest tournament you're going to be playing. And what was the prep like and how did you prepare yourself for such a big event? Yeah, it was um, it was strange really because, um, yeah, sort of driving home and that, we were, me and Mark were sort of still in shock. It was like, oh my God, what's what's happened sort of thing um, and then got home and to be honest I, I sort of just like enjoyed it really I didn't I didn't I should have really thought a bit more about preparing my game and whatever but um, yeah sort of got home and then obviously all the lads found out and that and and then we I think we were out the first two weekends um, <laughs> so I, I, I had two weeks two weeks just enjoying myself Um Brilliant. And then sort of sat down with my coach, who was Craig Lee at the time from Myersco. Yeah. Um, and he was he sort of studied St Andrews and, and was like, right, he, he said if you can get um, good off the tee um, in these next, I think I had like a month or so to work on it. He said if you can get good at, off the tee, then you're going to have a lot of shots from 150 and in, um, which that's where, where I'm quite sharp at, so... Um, it was just just prepping for that really. Um, just a lot of a lot of sorts of tee shots work on the uh, on the practice ground and and then just keeping me short game sharp and, and me putting. So yeah, it must have been it must have been a good prep though because because they they are what first what was it first six seven holes five under was it leading leading the way is that what it was yeah. if I remember no, rightly? Uh, no, yeah, it was a it was a joke. I was. Um, because we got there on the Sunday night, I think, and I, I played in that St Andrews Links. Uh, I think, I think that was my fourth year. Um, so I played, I played St Andrews a lot, um, but because it was the Open, I was like, I just want to get there. So we Sunday night, we just drove up straight away, and was like, just sort of get in there and get used to it and and whatever. And yeah, ended up getting there and playing nine holes on the Sunday um, with JB Holmes. Um, so that was a bit of an eye opener because he was hitting it 400 yards and I was like <laughs> 200 yards down the team. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was just like I don't know. You obviously thinking of it and growing up, you're thinking, oh, imagine playing in the open and, and yeah. whatever. But it felt like when as soon as I got to St Andrews, it was yeah. It's like you just switch off for the week and you and you just like. In awe of everyone, sort of thing, and well, that's yeah, it. You're still, a, you're still a fan, aren't you? At the end of the day, you, if you yeah. if you didn't qualify, you'd still probably watch every minute of the of the golf on the telly, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's it. That's what. It, that's why it felt so weird because it was like, it was like, why why should I be nervous? Because 
it's like I'm an amateur because um, I didn't even think I liked the silver medal or not, and I just just thought I'm I'm playing at the Open and um, Tiger's on the range and Dustin Johnson's there and everyone was there and you, well apart from Rory, but they were all there and you you sort of just in awe and you feel like you're in in a bit of a like bit of a blur sort of thing and you're not really thinking about getting the ball around the course. You're just like enjoying what what's around you. And you it's also like an inside the ropes fan experience, but then you've got to go and yeah, see it up as well. <laughs> yeah, you, you feel like you're a bit of a ghost, so so just just hovering around. <laughs> but then, uh, but then, yeah, when, <laughs> but yeah, when I got on the first tee, that that was like, right, come on, I've got to, <laughs> I've got to sort of try and play here. So yeah, who did you play with, Paul? Uh, in the in the actual comp, I played with Cyril Hatton and Scott Arnold from. Scott's from uh, Australia or New- Australia or New Zealand. Uh, he played on Challenge Tour at the time, but he, he was he qualified as well. Sick, that. Yeah. What was yeah, it like playing good. with Scott and seeing where he is now? Is it? Yeah, amazing. Like it. Well, he was just uh, he was just really solid. He went. Um, he was just so consistent. He, he, when he hit it, you wouldn't be like, "Wow!" But um, but you just notice playing thirty six holes with him. Every shot was near enough the same. It was like. Um, so you, you could tell that he was going to push on sort of thing it was just a matter of him sort of getting the confidence knowing that he, he could do it sort of thing which now he's he's absolutely flying isn't he absolutely yeah. one of the best mm. in the world now isn't he so did you yeah, not when you're when you when you're practicing there you're talking about Tiger and d did you not fancy just rocking up next to one of them and just hitting some balls was there, was there an opportunity there or yeah a little bit but um, yeah Tiger was like he'd, he'd have five or six bodyguards around him and well he's on the range next to I think he was next to like Jimmy Walker and um, and yeah he was next to Dustin and uh, Kucher and like all the Americans sort of look like they, they stick with each other sort of thing um, yeah. but yeah I think I think one of the days I was close close to him and then on the chipping green as well I, I got close to him but he, he was just yeah he just Sort of freeze as you see him. You're like you don't really know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's some experience. Yeah, lost that. So what year? What year was that again? The the Saint Andrews. That, that was uh, 2015. That. 2015, yeah. and then obviously did, from there, when did you turn pro? Um, I turned in. I think it was 2000. The end of 2016. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I sort of. Um, that's when I sort of started struggling a little bit after that which to be honest I, I didn't leading up to it I didn't I weren't like a a standout ball striker sort of thing you wouldn't you wouldn't even now say if you walk next to me on the range you wouldn't you wouldn't say or you wouldn't think I've done what I've what I've done leading up to this point sort of thing um, I, I'm just one of them that I'll get I'll make the most out of every every day sort of all the, the scoring sort of thing if I'm Hitting it a little bit iffy, I can I can get it round and and then if I'm hitting it well, I can that's when I can I can really score. Um, but in terms of yeah, from from the open um, and then the year after was sort of a bit of a struggle through all the amateur stuff, the um, all the big events. I sort of I was missing cuts and yeah, just sort of found it hard and and then I had a hip injury as well or a groin injury. I couldn't couldn't swing it, um, so that laid me off three or four months. Um, and then when I come back, I was sort of trying to trying to rush it and trying to get into the, the teams and and sort of I weren't getting picked, so sort of struggled and 
And then that's where uh, at the end of 2016, I just thought I need something something new. Really, I thought I've I've pretty much done everything I could as an amateur, apart from play sort of Walker Cup or US amateur. And from there, I just thought I need sort of a fresh start. And 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 then that's when I sort of put the proper um, hard work in, really, and really looked at my game um, and and my swing and stuff, and and then tried to improve from there. No, you said that you played the Open there. Was it you played in the European Tour in 2014? Oh yeah, yeah. I got it because I um, I played Faldo series and well, I qualified and went to the grand final. Um, I think that was 2013, um, and ended up winning the grand final. Uh, well, a girl beat me, but she, they were off the forward tee, so I, I'm claiming it. Like, <laughs> 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 but but the top, I think the top girl got a European ladies European tour start, and then the top top lad got a men's European tour start. Um, so I. I finished top lad in it, finished second to the girl. Um, that was at the Greenbrier in America. When I won that, that's when Faldo's son sort of emailed me and said, um, it's it a sort of list of, a, of an events that you can choose from, which all the sort of good ones, I think, was like the Czech Masters and another one that was quite good. Um, they were all similar times to like Lytham Trophy or British Arm, or they just all clashed with something um, but then there was the Madeira Open in Portugal, which wasn't. So that's the one I, I played. Um, but that was a disaster as well. <laughs> How did that go? Yeah, um, well, we that's it, obviously turned up yeah, in Madeira. And, and with, well, fir- first journey to the course from the hotel, they were doing like shuttles and stuff in these big buses. Um, so I've jumped in the bus. I, I didn't look at the course before I got there. I just sort of got there... I don't know, it must have been four or five days before and and then sort of jumped in the bus and um, was going up to the course for a practice round and sort of the hotel was at the bottom um, by the beach and then we've got in this bus and we're literally going up this mountain that's like the steepest thing. The bus can hardly get up there. It was like, must have only been a five-mile journey or four-mile journey and it's it's taken like 40 minutes or something because the bus is going that slow because the heat... The hill's so steep, and I'm thinking, where's this golf course? <laughs> um, and then you look onto the right, and there's planes like flying that are lower than you where you are in the bus. So I'm wow. like, fucking hell, what is this golf course? <laughs> um, so yeah, so t- it turned up, and, and yeah, it was above the clouds. It was just, oh, it was ridiculous. And um, I think the first round got cancelled because uh, because of the fog. Um, and then the second day it got delayed because of the fog in the morning. Um, and then while we were playing the first round, one uh, caddy ended up um, dying. Because, like I think he had a heart attack or something walking up the ninth ninth hole. Um, so then it ended up just being a one round competition. Yeah. Like rest yeah, the piece of the caddy. Like, but didn't they give you another another goal? Like yeah. somewhere else. Well, no, that's 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 what I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought, uh, well, especially the, through the Faldo series, I thought after that it'd be like, oh, because that all that's happened sort of thing. I think it took me two days to complete my first round. Um, and then obviously that happens to one of the caddies and um, it just didn't feel like a, an ex- a good experience for me, really. Um, no, I, I emailed them again just seeing if they could get me another start, but unfortunately, yeah, they couldn't. No. Um, 
Unbelievable amateur career, though, mate, when you look back at everything that you've done. Fantastic achievements. So obviously then you've made that decision yeah. at the end at the end of 2017 to 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 t- or not 16, sorry, to be to become a professional golfer. Yeah. So how how easy or difficult was that transition? And is it did you get any advice off anybody? Did you speak to people when you were making that decision? Is it because obviously the, the purpose of the professional route that we're doing is just to give insight of the yeah. challenges it takes to get to professional to get starts. Um, and obviously, yeah. and how your professional career has panned out from from when you're at pro. Yeah, no, um, I didn't really. Well, I, I spoke to my coach um, Craig Lee from MySco, and um, sort of sat down with him and and sort of discussed what to do really. And and he just advised me. He just said, "Yeah, you you might as well go for it because there's nothing uh, more you can do." Sort of thing in the amateur amateur game, and and it's sort of a fresh start, sort of thing. But this was. I actually, when I struggled in 2016, I actually left. Um, I left Craig, but obviously kept in contact with him because he was he was more of a mentor through college um, as well as a coach. Um, so at, at the time, I was with Alan Thompson towards the end of me 2016, and then but then I contacted Craig and just said, "Oh, um, would I be able to speak to you and come up with a plan for next year, sort of thing, in terms of." whether to play amateur golf or professional golf and and he just said um he said just go for it he said you've you've got you've got everything in the bag to to make it sort of thing so um you might as well give it a try yeah so yeah sort of through the winter in 2016 I, um I, yeah put a lot of a lot of hard work in really um hit a lot of balls and pretty much every day I was at Formby uh, working working hard on it and um and yeah, the f- first event I entered was in the Algarve, um, so the Portugal Pro Golf Tour. A few, a few of the England lads who were, uh, it was in the squad with, they turned pro that year and played a few late in 2016. So it was early 2017, um, around like February, March time when, when I decided to go over to Portugal and play. And it was my second event. First event I didn't do too well, but I think I missed the money by one or two shots. So... I was sort of quite confident and um, and finished sort of I think it was seventh or eighth in my next event, um, which then got me some money. Nice. So so then I was like, well, oh, yeah, I'm getting paid to to play golf. So yeah, from from there it it sort of it was a good good experience and I felt confident moving forward then. Brilliant. So then, what? How's it? How's it panned out since then? Obviously, we're into 2020 now. How's it? How's your how's your professional career? Gone since since the since the Portugal tour. What tour are you playing on now? And and then what's the um, plans for the yeah, future? Yeah, so so I played the first couple of years. I played a lot on um, the out in Portugal, um, and then come back and and tried. I done Euro Pro qualifying. Um, that was yeah, 2017, and uh, that was a form be all. And I've I've turned up, and it's it was like five degrees rain, and <laughs> um, and we were off the back tees. A form be all. Which, which, going into it, I was actually playing all right. Played well in Portugal. I've I've spent so much time in the sun, um, and then I come to form be all, and I've got four layers on, and I'm, I'm trying to play off the back tees to here. <laughs> and I just, I, yeah, just first round, just struggled, just massively, and I ended up missing it. So I didn't get a category on Euro Pro. So then I sort of looked at that Jamaica tour, uh, yeah. which is down south, um, and. Yeah, entered that and um, just just had a full year playing that. Really, just sort of learning the ways of of paying paying money to to play and then knowing what you win, what you lose, 
Um, and that that sort of got me in the right right frame of mind of what professional golf was. And and I started playing playing pretty good on there, which I won in my first year. I think it might have been around like the sixth, seventh event. Ended up winning, which um, yeah, getting three and a half thousand pounds for playing two rounds of golf. I was absolutely absolutely buzzing. It was yeah, but it was a few beers on the way home for that. Yeah, that's it. Well, the week before I booked Ibiza, so I think that was it. There's that three and a half grand gone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, no, that was like it. Um, it was like when I passed me driving test. It was one of them. You know, I've booked to go away, and um, I was like, oh, I do really have to go and play this Jamaica and drove all the way down. Not really bothered about it, and then ends up winning it. <laughs> so that's. That's probably it. Uh, I was about to say, it seems yeah. to me that you need to like either just forget about golf or forget about everything, do something out of golf that like in your life, and then turn up and yeah. you'll end up winning. And you're laughing, yeah, and all that too. Take the pressures off, yeah. And how have you found how have you found the difference between the amateur game and the professional from a level perspective? Obviously, and and the different types of courses you play. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've found it a, a lot different. Like, yeah, they're all the amateur game and stuff. You. You're playing links courses and like level par is a good score. If you shoot shoot level par, you well most competitions, most amateur comps, you if you level par on a on a links track, you you're going to be top five in, in the four rounds events. Um, and then so yeah, as soon as I sort of when I turn pro and then I'm playing all MA courses on Jamaica and stuff, they're all parkland courses. Um, they're all sort of like Kirby and like um, don't know Hailston Hall. Like, play there quite a bit so a bit like that bit parkland type and everything sort of carrying in the air so I sort of had to adapt quickly really because I'm obviously used to seeing the ball on the ground a lot and yeah. using all the contours and um, knocking shots down and, and whatever um, and then I obviously go and play all these courses and it's all just about your carry distance working you hit it and, and stop it and and then short game as well a lot of 58s rather than 9-9 and 8 irons. Um, so that yeah, that was a big, big change for me. But sort of enjoyed learning it really. Yeah, I So have you after the Jamaica? Have you just been playing Jamaica for the last four years, sort of thing? Then, or have you? Have you yeah. What have you done? Uh, yeah. So the la- uh, first two years as a pro, it was um, it was Jamaica, and then I ended up doing the Euro Pro qualifying again, uh, and and I got a category on that. So um, yeah, for the last two years, I've I've played on. Uh, Euro Pro and then been playing yeah the eighteen thirty six tour and then a few Jamaicas as well just sort of cramming it all in really trying to get as much sort of experience playing as I can but the yeah the last two years on Euro Pro has been been quite a struggle really um, just swing wise I've been struggling just battling with getting getting the club too steep and stuff so um, it's just been yeah been sort of hard work but I feel like I'm coming a little bit out the other side now so definitely so have you got your have you got your Euro Pro Tour category for next season as well for when the season resumes next year well last year I um, I went to qualifying and I missed the cup by one so I got to final stage but I missed the cup by a shot but then I ended up getting into the first event so I, I had sort of a category from the year before anyway so I think that sort of helped me um, which I've done exactly the same this year I Missed the cup. We missed the cup by one. A final stage again. So, um, so I've got a category, but whether I'll play the first event or or whatever, I'm I'm not too sure. Yeah. 
I've got a good idea for you, right? We're going to organise a big pa- a big party for you at the end of next year for you to look forward to so you can forget about golf, right? Well, that's it, yeah. go and smash the, <laughs> smash the year's golf. That's it, I'll have a great year then. You just forget about it, man. You just keep your eyes on that no, party we're going to throw. No, I was thinking of doing that little lad's holiday at the end of the year and then... Uh, then the year will fly by. <laughs> yeah, just just look forward to that, yeah. and you can you'll swing it well. Oh, but yeah. later, Tim. It's it's we obviously we, we love doing these podcasts, and we love getting insights for, for people of your caliber. Anyway, obviously the your amateur career right up to your pro career, winning pro events. We're yeah. going to keep an eye on you. Keep keep a look at what you're doing, and wish you all the best of luck moving forward, mate. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for getting in touch. Uh, and, but before you go uh, in as well, sorry to cut yeah. you off, but we've got me and uh, Mark have entered a uh, winter pairs league, and we're we're playing against two people at Formby. So we might need oh, yeah. uh, we might need a little uh, insight, a practice round, or find out who they are and give them a little dig or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, let let us know. You can uh, any time. You can you can come down. We'll have a game. Perfect. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Especially once the once it opens again, and that. That's yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be good. We will do. We'll keep in touch. And again, we appreciate you taking the time and to come and speak to us and tell us tell us your journey. It, it obviously it's, it's brilliant for us to hear it, but it also helps any of the young up and coming amateurs to know what level it takes and what it takes to to get into these Lancashire Lancashire teams and the England teams, and then to say going on to to becoming a pro and 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 how tough that can be at times. So yeah, no, we, we really appreciate it, mate. Thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah, no problem. That's great. Thanks. Thanks very much, Paul, my mate. Paul, you take care, right. mate. Cheers. See you soon. Cheers. See you later. Bye.